Welcome back, Paranormies, to another episode of Pair of Normal Guys. I'm Zane. And I'm Kyle. And I swear I'll never do that voice again, <laughs> but guess what else? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Back again to talk about fun, terrifying, um, horrifying, wonderful things. You I said think, we're back, back again, and it reminded me of a... Is it Backstreet Boys? That would be Eminem. No, it's Backstreet Boys for sure. Backstreet Boys are back. No, it's I don't think those are the words. Back, all right, but you know, oh. close enough, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I love the same the lyrics. <laughs> you both. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh. Hello, kids. Let's talk today about your neighborly friend, radiation. <laughs> Perfect. So, I would really want you to make a cartoon of a radiation molecule. Just look up anything from Fallout. That <laughs> all of that is is done that way. It's beautiful. But anyway, um, so for real, I want to talk about radiation now. I just genuine, a genuine answer here. When I say radiation, other than like incidents or locations, what, what do you know about it? Uh, that it's bad for you. Fair Most enough. of the time. Why is it bad for you? What, what does it do to you? Um, I know it has something to do with hydrogen molecules and it either adds them or replaces them where they're not supposed to be. Close. So, not necessarily specifically hydrogen molecules. Okay. Um, the, mo the molecular structure itself is affected, though. So it's essentially the mutation of the cells in your body. Um, the simplest way I can put it is it creates it is a very intense way to create cancer within your body. It's it's killing cells that should be alive or mutating cells to be overly functional that shouldn't be. But then they um, use radiation to kill cancer cells. They do, because certain radiation can be used to destroy cells, like okay. I said. So you're trying to kill the cancer cells but with certain do, radiation. How do we know that radiation is just attacking the cancer cells, not every other cell in the body? Excellent question. There's different types of radiation, and they're measured in different ways. Okay. The, the way that we're going to be talking about today, though, is in a form called sieverts or millisieverts, depending upon which situation it is. So... To give you guys a baseline, hang on, I gotta scratch my head. To give you guys a baseline, get an x-ray, like a chest x-ray, you're being given 0.01 millisieverts. On average, the normal human being, just through contact with the sun and through living on the planet, um, gets about three millisieverts, or not, yeah, three millisieverts a year. Um, so 3.0, as opposed to when you have a chest X-ray, which is o or 0 0.01 millisieverts. So is one X-ray bad? No. Is 100 X-rays bad? Absolutely. That is not good for you. But having normal X-rays gives you that much radiation because it's literally irradiating a space of you. Um, I want to take you guys to uh, Pennsylvania and a small island called Three Mile Island. On this island, there is a nuclear power plant. Now, our listeners may be surprised that I don't have dates and times this time, and I'm not going to walk you through the major characters, because guess what? No one gives a <laughs> It's a bunch of people at this point who are neither, they're, they're just names and places. So I want to focus more on kind of the overarching situation. Um, 
Are you familiar with Fukushima? Do you know what that was? The Fukushima meltdown? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. It was pretty recent. After a an earthquake in the ocean, followed by... Um, oh, the tsunami. Uh, uh, yeah, a tsunami. Mm-hmm. There, was, it, there was a nuclear power plant that was damaged. And in the process, of course, when you have a power plant that's damaged, that doesn't mean good things. So layman's terms, and I'm not trying to make you sound stupid here. I just want somebody who hasn't already researched it to give us an answer. Um, what would like at the most basic level, when I say nuclear meltdown, what does that mean to you? Um, all I imagine is the nuclear power plant in the Simpsons literally melting. Like when it just like boils down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not far from the truth. So okay. nuclear meltdown actually is, is, is fairly interesting. Um, I watched about 15 different scientists explain exactly how nuclear meltdowns work, and I understand it, but it would be so, so boring if I tried to explain it to you. So the simplest way I can put it is this. Nuclear power plants are actually just giant steam generators. Um, They have rods inside of them, which go into water and create nuclear, uh, not fission, but fusion. I can't remember. Essentially, the nuclear reaction of putting a very hot substance into a very cool, not very cool, but into a cool water substance creates steam. It's It's fission, not fusion. Thank you. Thank you, our (laughs) sexy, uh, bodacious sidekick, Mike. Um, (laughs) Mike's a woman, just in case everybody was curious. Um, so, thank you, Michael. Um, anyway, basically, it's the concept of taking nuclear material, which is hot, and putting it into water, generating steam, having that steam power a turbine, and thus creating steam energy. It's actually a very efficient means of creating energy because it's a low amount of input with a high amount of output. When it becomes a problem is when you have... Anything in an, in an environment where there is supposed to be X amount of pressure and it starts to become overpressurized. That's how you make a bomb. And so at Three Mile Island, at the most basic level, there are about three issues that happen. Number one, the plant itself, um, while well manufactured and properly made, had a failure. There was a failure in, the, in part of the plant, which caused overpressure inside of reactor two. That reactor began to have its coolant temperature go way, way up. And when they tried to solve the problem, they actually unintentionally did exactly the wrong thing because it was something where they hadn't been trained for it. When you have a a million things going off at the same time, even if you have really well-trained engineers and the readings are not reading things out correctly, that's a problem. Um, Without getting too deeply into the minutia, what ends up happening is that you need to flush these these coolant tanks with cool water in the event that the coolant tank is starting to overheat. But the concern is that when you put a lot of cold water, dumping cold water onto a very hot surface can actually create an explosion. And so what what ended up happening was a valve had become stuck open due to the overpressure, which was the natural reaction from the computer. Unfortunately, that valve, instead of releasing what it should have, began releasing a copious amount of radioactive steam out of the plant, which creates a radioactive plume coming out of the plant, essentially creating nuclear contamination that is airborne over the top of nearby cities. So um, if this is just, if it's just a massive amount of pressure that's being released into the atmosphere, why is it radioactive at that point? Great question. So eventually, and how they kept the whole system from exploding 
they did flush the tanks with water, which was the right thing to do. Unfortunately, before they did that, the valve that's supposed to open and just relieve pressure, not release anything into the oxygen or into the into the outside world, but just relieve pressure, released hyperheated steam, which was causing a lot of that pressure. And steam is water molecules. Within those water mo molecules are contaminated isotopes and a bunch of other nasties that come with radioactive materials so it's not that just steam, water fume, fumes it's it's it's, it's everything else in the rain okay. essentially that's the best way i can describe it so okay. picture essentially that you're now you now have that either going up into the evaporative system or you have it going out and just directly over the adjacent towns by the way three mile island despite being an island is very very close to several townships i actually pulled it up on google maps for another reason we'll talk about in a minute <laughs> i pulled it up on google maps and i pulled it up on google earth just to see what it looked like and it's very close to a lot of things. The only reason it's called an island is because it's in the middle of the Susquehanna River. So it's actually at best, like it's, it's an island that's connected by like 20 feet of road. Like it's not that far from the shore. So all of this steam gets released over the top of the town. Now the problem was, and I actually intentionally did not bring a name in here because like, I feel like, yes, they made some mistakes, but if you want to, you can Google it yourself. The company in question, that was running these plants, in my opinion, undertrained its workers, and also totally lied to the US government and to the people of the towns nearby. Because if you were to hear, I mean, just in passing, that a nuclear power plant near you had a minor meltdown, you would obviously try to GTFO, right? The governor yes. did not order a- <laughs> Sorry, that's delayed. <laughs> He, you were nodding. I saw it. I don't know why I didn't think about the fact that our viewers couldn't see it. But... <laughs> I'm just nodding. I'm like, and nodding. I was like, I, oh, I should like, probably say yes. I would be GTFOing as well. Yeah. And so basically some people did, but the governor didn't want to create a panic, which I understand. But at the same time, there are ways to do this. You lived through the nuclear age. Evacuation is not that difficult. So on March 28th, that's when we have this massive radioactive release. March 30th is when the order to evacuate is given. Two full days, kids going to parks, kids going to schools, families doing normal things, all hanging underneath a radioactive cloud. Um, I actually was able to hunt down a uh, release chart of what it looks like around Three Mile Island as far as cancer rates and things like that um, after it had occurred. Mm -hmm but we'll post it on Instagram. Um, Three Mile Island in and of itself, though, could have been a lot worse because there were no direct deaths linked to it as far as like workers dying, people being directly injured because of it at the time. Cancer rates did go up a lot around the area, and I can send you the values. I'll read off a few of them. Okay. But the most important thing that didn't happen is something called China syndrome. Um, China syndrome comes from uh, the terminology that when you have a full nuclear meltdown, um, and this is something we'll talk about in another instance where a nuclear meltdown occurred, occasionally the worry would be that you could not cool down the radioactive core using water or whatever substance you're using to make use as a coolant. And because you can't cool it and because it is now uncontrolled, it heats up to 5,000 degrees, literally melting through the bottom of the containment vessel and then down into the ground. The way the reason it's called China syndrome is the concept that you would melt all the way through to China. Um, 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that the center of the earth is much hotter than what we can even imagine, and it probably wouldn't right. reach China. This this was clearly a concept designed in the 60s. But anyway, yes. um, mm-hmm. so essentially that because they couldn't cool the core at Three Mile Island, which they eventually did, like I said, they were able to flush it with water. Uh, uh, Reactor 2 ended up being shut down, but the rest of the plant actually operated through 2017. Um, There was the concern that they would have China syndrome. The reason that's bad, though, is because, you know, you'd think, well, great, it's, it's melted down, it's in the ground, it's far away. It's not. It's contaminating groundwater, potentially destroying an entire ecosystem around it because it is highly radioactive and capable of damaging miles and miles and miles and miles and miles of area around it. Not to mention that if it's in the groundwater, it's in your rainwater. So it's But not just that. Really, I mean, if, if it's on an island that sits in the river, it's going to contaminate exactly. that entire river. And everything downstream. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to solve that is incredibly good and, and a, frankly, a miracle. Um, but China syndrome was a huge concern. There was also at one point a concern that um, byproducts of the actual melt would be a hydrogen bubble forming inside of the plant. Hydrogen hydrogen is incre- incredibly volatile. And if a hydrogen bubble were to get ignited, it would have like leveled eight miles around the area. That was later proven to be just false, not true in any way. Um, but that's Three Mile Island in the initial. One of the spookiest stories I was able to find from it, though. So when I picture radioactivity, like what it does to people, it makes them like, you know, glow and turns them into zombies, things like that. The zombie part is not wrong. The glowing part is, interestingly, not actually that wrong either. So at one point, they needed to find out how much radioactivity was occurring inside of the plant. And the only way to do that, and also they had to eyeball the actual radioactive mass, the only way to do that was to send someone in there. Now, <laughs> real quick, all I'm imagining, have you seen the X-Files episode of The Simpsons? <laughs> No, but I need to now. (laughs) Mr. Burns, he because he owns the power plant, he has so much radiation on him that he just glows and he does all these different things at the end of the night. So they think he's an alien and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) "Okay, yo, but this is super spooky. So picture this. You know that where you're about to go is as radioactive a place as you can possibly go. And you might not survive. So they just tossed this dude in a hazmat suit. By the way, they previously were like, you know what we should do? We should send terminally ill cancer patients in there. Because, I mean, what do they have to live for right. anyway? Someone said that. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. They were like, you know. I feel like this is the premise for patients. a Hollywood movie. Or a premise for anything Donald Trump doesn't want to do. <laughs> oh so gosh. basically, after that idea was said, are you insane, Captain Hook? They like put this dude in a suit and he was like, I'll do it. So he goes in there and he goes to collect a water sample and he picked it up and it was glowing yellow. The water was glowing yellow, glowing like like bright yellow. It's supposed to be clear water that he's picking up glowing yellow. And he says he can feel it vibrating in his hands like literally the the whole like he's like, so I set the beaker down and walked out. And when they said that had he carried that beaker out, he would have died before he exited the building. So, like, it got real bad. But anyway, the cleanup effort was pretty successful. Um, but like I said, the cancer rates, they, they just they skyrocketed. So it's hard to read this, but essentially the cancer rates, um, the, the 
ratio at the bottom is the percentage of difference between observed and expected lung cancer rates in a 10 mile area. So um, there's an there's like an expectation of the amount of cancer that's supposed to occur per each, you know, per cap. So is and it mainly lung cancer go, that they're testing or is it all cancers? It's lung cancer because most of what most of the radiation was inhaled. Okay. Um, now, I don't know if that's actually science or if in 50 years they'll be like, yeah, inhaled cancer. That's a thing. <laughs> but um, essentially, they'll look at cigarettes and say that's what that's for. But basically, if you look, if you zoom in right by where Three Mile Island is, you can tell what direction the wind was blowing that day because the cancer rate is um, 150 times higher than normal for almost four counties right there. Wow. Because of a steam release, mm-hmm. uh, which which, you know, is awful. And people definitely died because of it. But like I said, it could have been worse had there been a full meltdown where we have China syndrome going on because that whole place could be irradiated. I looked it up today um, on Google Earth to see how Three Mile Island looks. And it looks like any other town. It's still functioning. They've actually built closer to the plant. Like I said, it was completely shut down. In my understanding, all the other uh, reactors were shut down in 2017. Um, but there was one other place that a lot more people have heard of where that didn't happen, um, Chernobyl. So the biggest difference between Chernobyl and Three Mile Island is that Chernobyl's reactor exploded. Okay. So that creates a much different situation where you have several different types of cancer-causing radioactive isotopes being emitted all the way up into the stratosphere by the explosion. The explosion literally ripped the roof off of reactor four and shot particles up high enough that they were being recorded at high dosages in Sweden. And clear in Sweden? Keep in mind, Chernobyl is in Ukraine, all the way across Europe. I'll send you guys a map of the uh, radioactivity sweep from there, too. I was able to find one. So this map that I'm sending you right now is the rise of radiation above a normal rate. So this is the the ratio of, of rise, essentially. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's the day of release. So they're picking up radiation in freaking Spain, Portugal. The UK has enough that it's it's like halfway through. They're picking up over 100 times the normal amount of radiation from southern Ukraine into surrounding countries. It's insane how so much radiation creates, got released here. So it almost creates like a... because. I mean, looking at this map, I'm thinking of Mount St. Helens and all everything that the ash covered. So if it explodes, it's like a volcano, basically, of radiation. Well, there's a term called nuclear winter, and that's exactly what it is. Okay. It's the concept that the radiation, well, nuclear winter technically is when the ash blots out the sun, but it's it's part of nuclear winter. So essentially, the isotope in question that was released here is cesium-137, which is incredibly radioactive and caused cancer rates to go up in almost all surrounding countries. But here's the really spooky part. So I looked up what it ta- what basically radiation does at different levels. Um, and I found a scientific journal that I, of course, read and needed to figure out exactly how that worked. So from 0.7 millisievert or 0.7 sieverts, um, which is wait, 10 times a or 100 times um, yeah, 100 times the millisievert. So essentially, 0.7 sieverts is like taking 70 x-rays, okay? Um, that usually leads to bone marrow loss. 
Um, and that's one of the first signs of acute radiation syndrome. Um, there is a percentage of recovery. Um, a large percentage of individuals given that much radiation actually do recover. They'll have some issues later on in life and they're far more prone to cancer. Um, it's tough to say for sure, but essentially you have a much higher chance of survival if you're given that, but it is considered acute radiation syndrome. At Three Mile Island, most people were given 1.0 sieverts. Um, that can lead to gastrointestinal issues. There's about a 10, there, there's like a one in 10 chance of dying from it. So it's a pretty good chance, but you're once again, not super likely to be, you're more likely to get cancer afterward. Yeah. So keep in mind, that's that's 1.0 sieverts, where you're far more likely to get cancer. What it says right here is symptoms are, are malaise, anorexia, severe diarrhea, fever, dehydration, electrolyte imbalance. Death is generally due to infection and dehydration. Death occurs within two weeks of exposure. Um, so that's if you're given 1.0 or 1.0 sieverts. At Chernobyl, there were inside the plant there were people outside the plant, there were the firefighters that showed up, and there were people living in Pripyat, which is the city adjacent to it. Now, keep in mind, this is the old Soviet Union, meaning that if you worked there and lived there, it was because you you were assigned to do that. So the workers inside the building, 31 of them died on impact, just done, no questions asked. Right. Um, Did they die or the were they just like squad. just dust into the wind? Like, did it, the it explosion really just, just completely destroy it, it them? It just depends on where they were. Some of them were trapped in the rubble. Some mm. of them were killed. The explosion was not a nuclear explosion, per se. It was a steam explosion of the generator. Um, well, yeah, it, but it, I mean, super, super, super hot steam can just melt the skin right off your body. Sure. And honestly, so, the, it doesn't have a ton of detail, but it just says they I'm were sure. killed in the building. Ugh, that sounds like the worst way to die. Yeah, there's... So it gets worse. So it's... Essentially, the plant goes off. Um, it went off because they were trying to push it too hard. They were trying to see how much energy they could get out of it, and they found out. Um, but essentially, the plant went off, caught on fire, and um, in the process, the fire department was called. fire department had no idea that it was oh, no. a nuclear reactor that they were working on. A lot of those firefighters received latent doses of radiation, and when they did finally say, hey, this is a nuclear reactor, the only way for them to clear debris was to take was to have soldiers get up on the roof of the building and take turns wearing like lead plated vests the best they could and just like take two minutes each to scrape scrape stuff off the roof. Most of them are dead. What the, um, and what they knew what they did, were doing. What year did Chernobyl happen? Seventy three, if okay. I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, or not seventy three, eighty three. My bad. Um, but Three Mile Island happened before these, Chernobyl. Yeah, Three Mile Island happened in 1970-something. I have to pull up the exact date, but I'm looking at the symptoms page right now. Sorry. Um, so essentially, what what I actually took out of this was really interesting. I watched a documentary in Russian about their view on it, and we think of Chernobyl as something terrible perpetrated essentially by the Russian government, if we're really being honest. We think, oh, that's the Russian government causing a problem that became a global-scale issue and then throwing away human lives. A lot of these guys actually understood a lot better than we realize what they were doing. These soldiers that were on the roof that were 
pulling debris off the roof. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were probably shortening their lifespans and they knew they were probably going to die. And they weren't doing it for Mother Russia. They were doing it for the greater good of humanity as a whole and for the people that lived in Pripyat. And that's pretty cool. That's that's some pretty intense stuff. There's also a group called the Russian Suicide Squad that um, had to go into the reactor in order to basically help solve the issue. And knowing what was going to happen, they swam into the reactor wearing as much gear as they could. Um, all of them died from from latent symptoms uh, of radiation, of acute radiation sickness. Uh, to put it in perspective, remember how I told you that directly, at least, um, not very many people have actually died at, from the Three Mile Island incident? Here's the difference in Russia. Um, and this is direct from uh, a report by the CDC. Um, all the dosimeters worn by workers at the plant, so dosimeters are essentially a Geiger counter you wear on your shirt, um, and they measure how much you've taken in and you can replace them. All the dosimeters worn by workers at the plant were overexposed and did not allow an estimate for the doses received. However, information is available on doses received by 237 people who are placed in hospitals and diagnosed as suffering from acute radiation sickness. Using biological dosimetry, it was estimated that 41 of these patients received whole body doses from external, uh, radi or external irradiation ranging from one to two sieverts. So one to two sieverts, once again, let's go back to what that means. That's bone marrow loss, that's, uh, it's well beyond bone marrow loss and above gastrointestinal loss, so death within two weeks, roughly. So that's that's the beginning, and, and it gets worse. Um, going back to the original report, here we go. We um, received doses of between two and four sieverts, so that's four times as much as is necessary for gastrointestinal distress and 22 received between four and six. The remaining 21 received between six and 16 sieverts. So real quick, the scale only goes to five. Oh my gosh. That is the highest that the scale goes on what happens with radiation sickness. It's marked right here as five. So five sieverts would equate to Symptoms are the return of diarrhea, convulsions, and coma. Onset occurs in five to six hours after exposure. Death occurs within three days, and no recovery is expected. Keep in mind, that was the vast majority of those who were exposed. 16 sieverts. That's with five sieverts, by the way, and can go as low as two sieverts. That's insane. So that's what happens when the plant goes off. And you and you live with the area. Keep in mind too, it's adjacent to a populated area, and they did get people out of there as quick as it could because obviously it was a lot more visible than Three Mile Island, where the plant didn't blow up. But there, they they had a minor form of China syndrome that actually did occur there. It's called the elephant's foot. If you ever want to Google it, it's actually really spooky looking. The radioactive core is like all melted down into this really spooky colored piece of metal. And it still emits enough radiation to kill somebody within like 15 minutes. And I actually pulled some numbers um, of what ended up happening to these folks. So those are the ones that received direct exposure that were in hospital for exposure, including the people of Pripyat, so the city that was adjacent. When they did a final count, 31 people died as immediate results of Chernobyl, so the people inside the actual location. Um, 
50 deaths or 50 deaths total can be directly attributed to the disaster. However, in 2005, a predicted 4,000 might eventually die from radiation exposure, and nearly 400,000 persons were exposed to some level of radiation across all of Europe. 4,000 people. And then 400,000 with exposure. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, say what you will about Russian engineering. It definitely brought out the heroes out of the woodwork. There's actually a really spooky video. It's hard to find of a guy. So essentially, the cells within him are decaying more rapidly. Um, He's lying on the roof of Reactor 4, and you can see him decomposing rapidly. So it's actually really, really spooky stuff. Ew, that's creepy. Um, And the weird part is, you know, you could picture that maybe if he's like lying in a pool of lava or somewhere superheated, but like he's just decomposing, just disappearing. Um, A lot of children are born with birth defects. Um, It's 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 a really bad thing. There are actually these odd headless moose that still wander the the forests around Chernobyl. Um, And at this point, there are areas inside of Pripyat that are not irradiated enough that to to be dangerous anymore but it will not be livable for at least another 200 years oh my gosh um and that's that's kind of where we see the difference there so three mile island while it did take place in the u.s and while the company in charge of it did lie to the citizens and didn't do what it should was far far from the worst thing that could possibly happen however the government did have one time where it decided to to lie to the people and that was in utah um, have you heard of the phrase downwinders? Yes. My grandparents or my grandma, she was a downwinder, her and her family. So explain to that or explain to us what that is, Kyle. So there were when all the, um, atomic bomb testings and everything were going on in Utah Nevada, all, or Nevada, all the same place to me. Uh, <laughs> um, when the wind, yeah, what c- with our, what with our open gambling laws and legalization of <laughs> prostitution? Yeah. Very, very much in the same state. <laughs> um, but the radiation would get caught in the wind and people who lived downwind were, were catching the radiation. They were bringing it in. It was on all of their plants. I mean, every, let's see, my grandma was one of 12 children and every single one of them died from some type of cancer, except for two of them. One of them, I mean, both of them were, the, the, the other two died from accidents, but I think they would have had some type of cancer because they were downwinders. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. Not to mention the fact that for a while you could stake claims on uranium, meaning that you could go mine for uranium for the U.S. government if you bought land from them and they would pay you decently for it. It was kind of like chasing fool's gold. The problem is, Uranium, specifically PU-239, which is the isotope used to create new or fissions-grade material or weapons-grade explosives, is highly, highly, highly radioactive. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're mining that without the proper equipment, you have a large percentage chance of, of contracting cancer later in life. There's something called the RECA or RECA, which is essentially the government's way of trying to repay um, it's wrongdoings during nuclear testing because it didn't know the whole ramification of fallout. Um, I found a map of the places that it can potentially help you. I'll, I'll just read them off. Washington State, Oregon State, Idaho, the entire state of Utah, the entire state of Wyoming, North and South Dakota, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas are all entitled to RECA. Not to mention that they have highlighted the basically whole lower half of Utah 
and whole upper half of Arizona in green as opposed to the rest of it, which is in yellow. And yeah, we we Sorry. did a lot of that. While you were talking, I, I wanted to see pictures of the headless moose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I Googled animals in Chernobyl and it's insane. Like here's a deer that has two extra set of legs. So it's about six legs. Yeah, there's the ones a, where they're growing off the front. Um, the picture that I'm seeing there from the back. Um, there's a wolf that has mutated legs that are super, super real, long. Real spooky. Um, look up what babies born from Chernobyl parents look like, but yeah, don't not, look that up now. No. Um, but either way, basically the long and the short of it is that radiation is terrible for you and does terrible things to you. But Three Mile Island, despite all of the documentaries and the dun-dun-duns involved around it, could have been much, much, much worse. And actually, despite everything I've talked about, I'm pro-nuclear power plant, and I'll tell you why. There is no better way moving forward to generate more power in a cleaner method. And we've learned so, so much about it that it makes perfect sense for us to try again. Let's put it this way. There has been exactly one real nuclear meltdown in America. There was one complete failure of a power plant in Russia because they pushed it too hard. And yet we have doomed nuclear power to the the waste, you know, the waste dump of the past. In my mind, that doesn't make any sense. Not to mention that after Three Mile Island, requests to build nuclear power plants went down to zero. Not a single company wanted them. Um, okay, so, do you know I personally how many are think it's in the US right now. I think there's, there's like 130-something. Oh, I thought there were only three. That's a very big difference. Let's check. I think that I've been pro-nuclear um, energy for a while. There are definitely risks, don't have but the it's time to, a lot cleaner. Yeah, and, and we don't have time to get into the exact details of it, but I mean, I would say, listeners, form your own opinion on this. But it's something where we shouldn't let two tragedies, and they were, people died, two tragedies form our entire vision of something with such an unlimited amount of power, so, such an amount of power that we could start to rely upon cleaner energy and look towards a future that isn't underwater. So my two cents of it, I think they're great. I think there's a lot of benefits to it, and there's some awesome YouTube videos out there. Just stay away from InfoWars. Um <laughs> It's not news. It's a lot like Fox News. It's just garbage. Anyway, basically, what I would like our listeners to get from this is form your own opinion of nuclear power, but remember that your government lies to you, and it always will. That's what I want you to get from this whole situation. Um, I know this has been a short episode, but that's all I've got. That's what happened. That's the long and the short of Three Mile Island, the testing sites in Nevada that affected Utahns, and the government's meager attempts to try to recompense them for it, and the huge nuclear disaster that was Chernobyl. Yeah, um, those nuclear testing in Nevada, though, it's not just affecting Utahns. I believe it's affecting Nevada, or um, of course it's affecting Nevada, but also um, New Mexico. Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, or North Dakota, South Dakota, and Texas. It just, was, you know, a couple states. From what I understand, it was more... <laughs> South. So it just from depends like on which way the wind was blowing. Yeah. 
So the way they have it on the map I have here, it's half of Utah, half of Arizona are the major points. Yeah. The vast majority of Nevada and then all the states I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So that's it, guys. Radiation is bad for you, good for power, <laughs> much like gasoline is good for cars, not for drinking. Right. Makes sense to me. So you, guy who's listening to our podcast about <laughs> to take that sip out of gasoline, I know it smells like alcohol. It's not. Put it down, Barney. <laughs> Hi. I'm so glad you got that reference. <laughs> anyway, this has been our explosive episode on radioactivity. I've been Zane. And I've been Kyle. And this has been Pair of Normal Guys. And remember, the words nuclear fission makes you sound smart. I said, Tope you do. <laughs> the I look just, on his face. I want to die. I want to die more than I normally do. To keep up to date on what's happening on the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Guys Pair of Normal. Also, if you have any stories you want to share with us, email us at pnormalguys at gmail.com.